Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, hey, it's the Sportive episode 237, Yoda Spee. Hi, John. Uh, hi, Brandon. I'd like to pre-apologize to all of the listeners for my terrible, terrible voice. It's going to be hard to speak and even harder to listen to. Yeah, as per usual. As per uh, usual. We've also got Stu here. Hi, Stu. Morning, fellas. And Good yet again, no Clarence. You know, I was thinking about this. If we're going to have some... Well, he died. Okay, let's be fair. Clarence is dead. He is dead. So there's never going to be a Clarence. So. so do you think even... Do you think he has a new pseudonym for when he comes on the show? Well, I know we've been... I mean... I don't want to take people too far behind the curtain on the sported, but we have been auditioning Clarence replacements. Um, we just are looking for really angry guys at local bus stations, and um, this guy called Chicken Fingers sixty nine. I don't think it's his real name, but he doesn't want right. to say one way or the other. He just, you know, says hand job or twenty bucks. Take your pick, <laughs> and um, so. Uh, I think hopefully we can have him on in the next week or two. I think people will find him to be an adequate replacement for Clarence. He's just as angry, just as foul-mouthed, but he really loves musical theater. Um, he sang The Music Man um, the la- when we uh, talked to him last. So it's quite an addition. Uh, we'll see. I, it's multi-talented. It was, yeah, it was beautiful. It was it was beautiful. It was touching, and I had to give him twenty dollars. And um, so hopefully we'll see again. We'll see how things play out, but. Hopefully in the next week or two, we will uh, have a, a new voice on Sportive. Uh, Chicken Fingers, 69, uh, hopefully join in the Sportive Covenant very soon. Uh, it's actually a pretty easy tryout process to replace Clarence because his thing about the podcast is he hit, he just doesn't show up anymore. So truly, if we're going to have like a phantom fourth host, I wonder if we should maybe set our sights a little higher than like a random South Metro. It's true. Why our, don't our we new, say our new, our fourth, new fourth is, host is Mark Marin? <laughs> I was going to go with Gosling. All right, both of them. There are fourth and fifth hosts. John Oliver is host number six. John Oliver, yeah. Um, sadly, Gosling, John Oliver, and Mark Marin and Clarence couldn't be here tonight. But yes, I think I think we are, we should uh, if if we can get Chicken Fingers sixty nine and that's Chicken with no second C and Fingers with a Z, if we can get Chicken Fingers sixty nine on this show someday, it would be a pretty fun replacement. But until then, we'll continue to call Gosling's people. 
Okay, uh, before we get to sports, John, I have a question for you. All right. Is your cabin fever worse this winter than ever before, or is it just me? It 100% is. I I usually feel like I make it through the winter with the same touch of seasonal affective disorder that everyone in Minnesota gets mm-hmm. around about February 15th. But this year, for some reason, it's just like... I look at the weather forecast and there's no 50s in it and there's no 40s in it. And I've just been getting angry about the weather, which is the stupidest thing to get angry about. It's like getting angry about the pace of road construction. It just makes no sense. You're never going to be able to do anything about it. I could move, but I'm not going to move. So I just sit here complaining about the weather like an idiot. It's the dumbest thing to complain about. And yet I found myself over pretty much the entire span of February, just being furious about Minnesota. It's Good, worse it's this year. I, I don't know why it's worse this year. Do you have any theories on why it's worse this year? Well, I think it's probably because it's been so fucking cold all February. Right. You know, like the first 19... So we're recording this on the 21st. Almost every single day this month has been colder than the average. February is supposed to be like... 28 degrees every day with a couple 34s and a couple 10s and not like 10 below for two straight weeks. Right. It's been bad. It's been really bad. So I'm glad to hear it's not just me. Stu, are you dealing with this any worse or than usual or just par for the course for you? I just plow ahead. I, you know, the forecast says there's going to be like another four to six inches tomorrow. Uh Uh-huh. And then like another another four to six inches on Saturday. Yep. And then like a full blown snowstorm in the middle of next week. There you go. So um, <laughs> what I'm doing is just uh, I I just I just embrace the sadness. Ooh. That's I guess it's I mean but 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 next week Friday is going to be March. So it's 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 got to be over soon, right? Right. So that's usually how I get through February. Is like it's it's almost over. I, there's an, there's an end in it's, sight, but man, it is. It's been hard. Yeah, it's lingering. It lingers on the tongue. You know, <laughs> it's like a really shitty beer. It just lingers there. It's like, oh, that taste is not getting out of my mouth. Yep. You can. Yep, won't you know, go away. Put four cinnamon altoids in there, and it's not going to go away. Wearing out its welcome on your tongue. Exactly. Ugh. Write that down. <laughs> it's welcome on your tongue. Okay, good. Well, that was. Uh, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't just me, and I just didn't become a huge baby. And you know, this is not going to get better, as far as I know. Oh no! It's it gets worse every year. As you know, we are old dads, and we're going to be older dads. Mm-hmm. And it, we're going to be miserable, super miserable, and then we're going to be in Florida. We're going to be doing this in Florida. Someday. Exactly. We'll be consumed by alligators or the rising <laughs> seawaters, and that's that's how we're going to go. We'll just be sad the whole time. Um, people hate <clears throat> winter you know. so much they voluntarily go to Florida. Right. That is for months. That is a bad season. For months. That's remarkable. Oh, like my grandparents often used to, in the middle of the winter, just 
get up and go to the coast of Alabama for like six weeks? Who's going to go to Alabama? Gulf Shores, right? What's that? Gulf Shores, Alabama. I believe that's. I'm uh, sure it was. I I, I honestly don't know where it was. It may have been the center of Mobile. No, it it was. Yeah, that's yeah, that's like Mobile Gulf Shores. I believe that's called the Redneck Riviera. Boy, I'm almost certain that's where they went. My grandparents are anything but rednecks. But even winter drove them so crazy, they were willing to go to Alabama for over a month and just sit there and look at the water just to yeah. get out of Minnesota. They're the smart ones. Um, were your grandpa Yeah, were your grandparents from Ortonville, John? My grandparents were not from Ortonville. They actually they they lived in the Twin Cities area. Ooh. Oh, okay. La di da. Well, I mean, what what what's funnier, somebody from the Twin Cities saying roll damn tide or somebody from Ortonville saying roll damn tide? <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm I'm, I, I can only assume that if television had made its way to Ortonville yet, everyone would be Alabama football fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'd be like Chicago Cubs baseball on WGM. That's right. It would, just, it would just, they're on TV all the time. That's my team now. Right. <sighs> well, so in the near term, we've got spring to look forward to, and then in the far term, we've got the Gulf Shores of Alabama to look forward to. I'm sure the acoustics are great yes, down there do. for our podcast, and we just need to make sure wherever we move, we're all going to do it together. We need a robust <laughs> Wi-Fi signal uh, and uh, Wi-Fi connectivity. I yeah, can't that's wait. about it. I can't wait until we're doing this podcast, not distributed about the greater Twin Cities area, but distributed about the nation. We'll have... Yes. I mean, we already did it with Brandon in Dallas, but... True. Well, well, Stu will be on the Stu will be in Tallahassee. Brandon will be on the Gulf Shores. I'll <laughs> probably still be stuck here in Minnesota, and you guys will just laugh at me mm-hmm. for being in we'll such dial, an idiot. We'll dial Gosling in from L.A. Mm-hmm. and Clooney in from his from Monaco or yeah, something Switzerland. Yeah, that's how that works. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, 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 Brandon, can I ask John a question before we get really going here? Please. I know I know. we're already 10 minutes into the show. I know. But, we're doing um, an amazing John, job of not um, talking about sports. I, I'm enjoying this. It's mid-February. Well, there's not exactly a lot. There's not a lot going on, but this is a sports question. All right. Um, John, who is on the U.S. men's hockey team? Um, see, here's... Where did they get these people from? Here's the thing that's disappointing. I don't know if you knew this, Stu, but you were on the U.S. men's hockey team this year. I mean, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) You were a second-line left winger. You just didn't show up. All the guys on the... Everyone on the U.S. men's Olympic hockey team is between jobs. Right. And And they're all vague about why they're between jobs. They won't, like, you know, they didn't, like, provide any references on their resume they're just between jobs yep. and you know if you do any like digging on it's because they like pulled a knife on rita and hr and it's that's who's on the team it's all guys who eh, don't uh this resume is pretty sketchy but we we need players he's he seems he seems burly <laughs> i bet we could put him at defenseman <laughs> that's i i didn't rec- i mean i i'm obviously not i mean even though i am mr puck um, thank you, Giles. Um, I can't say that I'm the best at the names of prominent 
uh, National Hockey League players or college hockey players. Um, but none of the guys who are on the United States team I had ever heard of. Um, John, <clears throat> had you heard of any of them? Uh, there was Brian Gianta, who used to play at Boston College and was notable by being the only college hockey player in America that wasn't allowed on any of the rides at Valley Fair because he wasn't tall enough. And <laughs> that that's the only guy I knew. I think he's – the problem with that joke is – I mean, there's many problems with that joke. But also, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was out of college by the time I was in college, which probably makes him 38 years old, 39 years old. He – I'm pretty sure he was playing in, like, a beer league. And they were like, Brian Giardi, he played in the NHL. Let's get him in here. John, I've probably asked the question before, but what is the justification for not having? Is it just because it's bad for the NHL, so they don't give a shit about releasing these guys? It's because Gary Bettman is the worst human being on earth and needs to be put in a new special outer space prison that's attached to the International Space Station. <laughs> and is he going to reverse his decision the next Olympics? No, this is. I actually just found this out this week. So when they were trying to decide whether NHL players would play in this Olympics, whoever it is that organizes who's going to play in the Olympics said, all right, here's what we're going to do. You're going to make this decision for 2018 and 2022 at the same time. And it was sort of like a leverage thing. Like, all right, you can't just skip this one and then come back the next time because everybody thinks you're idiots. You you have to make a decision on both of them. And the NHL was like, nope, we're done. So the next Olympics, the next Winter Olympics hockey will also be useless and terrible. So if you're, uh, not, to, not to point fingers here at you, John, I'm saying a hypothetical person. If hypothetically you cared about U.S. hockey and uh, the U.S. men's soccer team, you got a tough few years out of you. Yeah, it's... There's no it's, light there for another very long time. I mean, you got the USA men's curling team. They're awesome. Okay. But if you specifically... Let's knock it off this. If you specifically like men's hockey in the Olympics and men's soccer in the World Cup, what what is the team that's more likely to be fun? Because... Men's hockey is not going to be good for at least another yeah. eight years. We're looking at 2026 before <laughs> before U.S. before the Olympic hockey matters again because Gary Bettman is a clown. Incredible, and at, at least for the men's national team, they could potentially be in the World Cup only in 2022. So. I mean, okay, that's so practically the best case tomorrow. Scenario. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, before you know it, we'll be we'll all be living in the South by then. So, wow. Yeah. Any other follow ups, Stu? Follow up questions? Yes. Oh, I, I thought you were going to ask me a question. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was. I was like, wow, this is going to oh, be really good. Know, He's really pausing on this one. Holy we've shit! We've done almost. 
we've done almost 250 episodes of this podcast, and that actually might have been a new high point for Stu not paying attention to the podcast. <laughs> yep. Got a question? Oh, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> Got a question? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yep. Going to be answering. I'm going to ask it pretty quickly here. Oh, I, did, I actually <laughs> didn't have a follow-up question about the Olympics, if that's okay. Okay. Yeah, totally. Uh, all right. Let's move on. You guys uh, want to talk uh, twins? I'm going to take that as a yes. You do want no. to talk twins. Uh, Wait, so I'm confused. The big news Hold on. is that they have signed a new number. I believe he's our third best starter. Maybe our... Yeah, I think he's our third. Uh, Jackie Onassis yes. from the Tampa Bay Rays, which is fantastic news. <laughs> he's like very, very obviously worse than Santana and Brios and better than Kyle Gibson. You couldn't find a better three pitcher if you built one, correct? Right. He's Phil Hughes. He's Phil he Hughes with the, all of his is, ribs. He, he is Kevin Tappany. He is the ideal number three starter because he's going to be a three. At times he'll be a two. At times he'll be a four, but he's always going to be a three. He is Kevin Tappany. He's just uh, pencil him in for a 4.2 ERA. Yep. And that'll be him. Good. Well, that's good. They... I, I don't know if this is a sign that um, it was a very smart trade or I'm just completely out of the loop. It's potentially both. But they gave up a guy who I had not personally ever heard of. <laughs> that was true of me as well. Like, Jake Odorizzi was sort of, his name had been thrown around a lot. Like, this is a guy who's a potential trade candidate. It was Odorizzi and Chris Archer, and that was pretty much it for trade candidates. So... When the Twins traded for Jake Odorizzi, you'd just been hearing so much about him that I was like, oh, I wonder which prospect they gave up for him. And then they named the prospect in this story. And I I, I like to think that I keep some tabs on the Twins minor league system, but I'm pretty sure the Twins might have traded a player that plays for another team. <laughs> like, right. they just Just like the Diamondbacks some... weren't paying attention, and they were like, right. wait, huh. They traded him a the Diamondbacks best. player, and then it's like, don't worry, we'll get him. We'll get him. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah, that was great news. I mean, I immediately thought maybe that I forgot that Wander, whatever his name, that guy. I thought it was yep. him, and I got a little nervous, and then I realized that's a whole other different human being, and then I was happy again. So right. that's that's the mental story of me finding out about the trade. Clearly, I'm not smart. But it seems like a good one. Whatever. Low ceiling guy, but I don't know. I mean, I always want them to go a little bit bigger than they do, but I suppose that's probably every fan in every sport of every season since the beginning of time. So maybe I shouldn't complain too much. If we were channeling uh, Chicken Fingers 69 here, what do you think he thinks about this trade? He's been pretty low on the BGs, the boy geniuses. Basically, from the get-go, he's a known ageist reverse ageist he hates young people mm. uh and they're too young for sure. him so he's naturally very suspicious that they're slick talkers who don't actually do anything um my sense is that fans like chicken fingers 69 and clarence Swamptown and gosling um just generally think that that's not enough right like you have a you have a window here go get archer or whoever else the bigger candidates were Fair? It, it, I, I think if they're anything like me, 
they're looking at the pitching free agent market, and I'm not saying that Alex Cobb or whoever else is left or is going to be a game changer or anything like that, but it's sort of the whole offseason where nobody was signing anyone and no one was signing anyone. It was sort of felt like, well, maybe maybe the Twins and their, and their history of never spending any money ever can actually get something done in this free agent market. So to have their big moves be trading someone who doesn't play baseball for Jake Odorizzi and taking taking a flyer on a 49-year-old Anibal Sanchez, it, it, it feels like a missed opportunity. Well, especially because if you think of, and I don't have the, the teams in front of me, I don't have them memorized, but there's something like 10 teams this year that are outright tanking that are obviously like do not have any interest right. whatsoever in being competitive this year. I mean, even in our division, the White Sox and the Royals are like, no, thank you. We don't want to play this year. The Royals are so still you trying basically, to compete. <laughs> the amazing thing about the yeah. Royals is that they're still trying to compete. It's just nobody wants to play in Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Compete without players. It's, it'll be interesting yeah. to see. But the Marlins are obviously waving the white yeah. flag. And, uh, the Marlins the A's seem to been... legitimately be trying to be contracted. Yeah, they're trying their very best. Yeah. If they were if they were actually trying to do that, it wouldn't look any different than what they're doing right now. It's it's the plot of the movie The Producers as a baseball game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Rays are doing it, as we've seen, and a bunch of other teams as well. So you basically turn Major League Baseball into like a 20-team league at this point. Yeah. And you, know I blame? you know who I blame for this, don't you, Brandon? Oh, boy. Batman. Sam Hinkie. Sam Hinkie. Okay. Well, I think you'd probably want to blame, like, Theo Epstein or Jeff Lunau or whatever his name is. Lunau, if you want. Well, you don't want to, though. You want to blame Hinkie on this one. Who's Jeff Lunau? Isn't he the head of the Astros? Uh, I think he runs Netflix. (laughs) Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, no, he's the... Jeff Katzenberg is who I'm ta- who is who I'm thinking of. Um, is, no, I think whoever Katzenberg the guy is that Netflix. <laughs> I think he's a DreamWorks guy or something. We're way off. We're we're so we're far just off. Naming, topic at, this point. at this point, we're just naming we're people named Jeff. Right now. <laughs> we're gonna name Hollywood moguls because there's no sports to talk about. Who else do we know <laughs> named Jeff? Steve Spielberg. Is that still a person? Is he still alive? That's our next uh, our next segment. Yeah, um, is no. Spielberg alive? The guy that I think, if you were being fair, which you're not, you would probably say Theo or the dude who ran the rebuild for the Astros. But of course, you had to take a cheap shot at my guy Sam Hinkie, whose team, by the way, is in the playoffs this year. But you probably think they've won like two games and have traded <laughs> half their roster for second round picks. Um, it's it's still coming. <laughs> there's time there's always time for hinky to reemerge to reemerge as the general manager of the 76ers <laughs> it could happen at any moment you know i know two people on on planet earth who would love for that to happen and probably the two best people me and joel Embiid. and that's all i need to know 
Joel Embiid and I, I just, want it to happen. I'm I'm very tired, and I, I'm I'm certainly not alone in this. I'm very tired of the fetishization of prospects. Of yep, the idea that oh, this guy is somehow guys in AAA are better than guys who actually play in the major leagues, and I I'm not. I'm not saying that a guy like Robbie Grossman, who's been terrible for years in the major leagues but still has a job, is going to be better than a given minor league prospect. That's, but I, it just gets tiring the tear it all down kind of thing. And I've been as guilty as anybody of saying that the Wild need to tear it all down and the Twins need to tear it all down and the Vikings. I I think I've probably said it at some point, probably in the last two months about every one of the teams in town but it <laughs> it sucks it, it when you're a fan of those teams it's not fun and i'm not I, it's not it's not fun to go it wasn't fun to go through that with the twins it wasn't fun to watch them lose 103 games in a year it was just terrible it was the longest summer in history because you couldn't even you couldn't even turn on the twins in the summertime it was just Oh, the Twins are the Twins got to start by a guy that I've never heard of. Johan Pino has risen from the dead and is starting for the Twins again. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. That was a nice pull. That was a really, really nice th- pull. I mean, that's if if we worked on it for 4 hours, we would not be able to insert a better name than Johan Pino. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's such a goddamn it. That's like That's like the late aughts early uh 2010s like Terry Felton Paul. Yeah. That is just absolutely perfect. It's you it, know that nobody appreciates a, a good solid pull more than Stu and I. So we are in awe right now of the Johan Pinel pull. Good one. This is like last podcast when I was complaining about Corey Sauter and Stu made it very clear that anyone who remembers Corey Sauter is now in their 50s. And <laughs> right. that's a good point. All of these all of these jokes that were current in 2002 are they've fallen by the wayside. Nobody remembers anymore. It's it's just me holding grudges for two decades for no reason whatsoever. They're so retro now though. So um, yeah. I agree I agree yeah. with you and I think it's specific to baseball because you're right if if your team is terrible it kind of ruins the summer. Because right. it's on every night and it's there's just, nothing not else going on in the summer. I don't Yeah. So it's a tough one. And you're right. I think it's one of those, what's the, uh, damn it, I wish Clarence Swamptown was here. We have a, a, a name for this rule of the guy he's who dead scored. He's he's not coming back. Okay. You guys, can you remember the name of the rule that we uh, put in place a long time ago of uh, Clarence's high school buddy or junior high buddy who scored on a slap shot from the blue line? Oh, and yeah. then he continued for the next 10 years taking slap shots from the blue line and he never scored again. And the worst thing that could possibly have ever happened was him scoring that one time. Um, yeah. It's like the Jeff from Rosemount rule or whatever. Um, yep, I remember that rule. Wade will be able to tell us the name of mm-hmm. Jeff from Rosemount. Yeah. Wade, please tell us the name of the rule. And if we don't have an official rule, Wade, please name it. And we'll use that as the, yep. as the rule name from now on. But the, uh, you know, the immediate thing about the MLB is obviously, again, as mentioned, the Cubs and Astros blatantly did this as much as any team that's done it in since I've been paying attention to baseball even more so. 
And it worked. It worked perfectly for both of them in back-to-back years. So you couldn't even make the claim that it was like a an anomaly or a weird... You know, like the Royals won it with a shitty offense and just like good defense and a good bullpen. And no one on the planet was like, oh, we're doing that now. We're going to do the Royals way. Because everybody saw it as like, hey, super exciting, but that's an anomaly that's not going to happen anymore. It would have been a nice if the tanking thing in baseball was the same thing. But no, it happened twice, and now every brainiac in the world is like, oh, we're going to do that too. And just just the sheer amount of losing that, that goes into it, it's, okay, I, I understand we talked about the Sixers when they went 10 and 72 or whatever. That's brutal. That's bad. But like 50 and 106 or whatever the... Uh, Astros yeah, did a few it? years ago just feels a million times worse to me and I don't know why Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen, premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, uh, hi. And that... (laughs) We're back. And that's when I punched Dave Durenberger in the solar plexus. (laughs) Wow, what a story. That will never repeat mm-hmm. ever again. Nope. I mean, that's the one time only I'm ever yeah. going to talk about that. Yeah. No, of course. I can't imagine you ever needing or wanting to go through that harrowing story ever again. Uh, wow. That's a big one. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I, it's hard to talk about. We may have had some technical... Well, we know for sure we had some technical difficulties. We're blaming John this time because it's John's fault. So that's how we are going to cast him this time. (laughs) That's the reason we're blaming me. Yep. Is because I was the one that suddenly had audio that did not work anymore. It's so rarely the IT guy. But every once in a while, it is him. I, I can't stress enough that we IT guys have no monopoly on not having technical problems. I do. We just instead of the only difference is that instead of calling the help desk, we just type it into Google ourselves. I do love that story, and it's one of my favorite things about uh, IT in general is you admitting that you just are googling things while people are talking to you on the customer oh, service line. For sure, <laughs> we have I, I listeners of America. I can't stress enough that the help desk has no idea how to help you. <laughs> they don't. They're not. <laughs> They're not Microsoft Word experts. They don't know. They don't know how. They don't know how Microsoft Word works. They're just typing it into Google and hoping that your error message comes up with something they can do so they can fix That's it. That's not behind a paywall. Leave, yep. So you can leave That's them alone. That's not password protected. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! 
What a what a great story. Uh, okay, so so I don't remember where we were when we when John's uh, audio cut out. I'm assuming we were still griping about uh, Major League Baseball and how we wish the Twins would go for it because yeah. the window is likely going to close soon. Um, but as of now, as of late on February 21st, I feel like they're going in as the team that might just make it back to the playoffs by default, not because they're going crazy, but because they've got a pretty solid team. I will I will say that second wild card in baseball has really made it so that you don't have to be good at baseball to make the playoffs anymore. Right. Yeah, just be semi-competent. We, we figured out that the cutoff is at any one time in either the American or National League, there can be four good baseball teams. And then there's a fifth team that can make the playoffs just by virtue of being slightly less crappy than the other teams. Yeah. And so striving for that is not the worst thing in the world. I guess. They they feel like, to me, as of now, a low-ceiling team in general. It's hard for me well, to that's imagine. because they have no pitching, Brandon. It's hard for me to imagine Herb Santana continuing to be amazing and Barrios breaking out and Jackie Onassis also having a great season. And that's just three. You'd right. also have to have old... Old Gibby, uh, finally break out. Ooh, 16 years to figure it out. Him, and then you also have to have one of the other. There's a guy named Dietrich something or other. There's a guy named Nick Turley. I mean, he started 500 guys last year, so you'd have to have that work out too. So. Steven Gonsalves. Yes. Gonsalves, Romero, some of the young guys. We'll see, but that's, uh, yeah, they just feel like a team right now that feel like, hey, we could, we could – we could just make it in by being competent, and that's fine for us. And I don't know. I guess. Can we just start? Can we just start calling Stephen Gonzalez Stephen Gonzalez right now? Sure, of course, Steve Gonzalez. I, I, I'm going to mispronounce his name on every podcast. I let's just call him Steve Gonzalez. That's fair. I'm totally down. How that's dare he? That's fair. How dare he slightly? Have a slightly different name than I'm used to. Yeah, carry on his family tradition. Yeah, what a what a jackass. Right. Uh, okay, so so uh, yeah. Do you want to talk? Uh, do you want to talk hockey, John? Well, I, I'd love to talk hockey. By the sounds of my voice, I may not make it through any hockey here, but that's okay. Okay, I'm, so I'm currently watching some hockey. The USA and Canada women's teams are playing for the gold medal in a game that definitely couldn't have taken place 11 times instead of having the sham of the women's Olympic hockey tournament where we pretend that another team besides the USA and Canada has a chance. Huh. Well, I want to... There's no one that wouldn't rather have just seen these two teams play seven times. Right. Uh, Okay, so let's talk about the Wild. I think you mentioned that they have a trade deadline coming up. Oh, yeah. The NHL trade deadline's coming up. Our general manager, Chuck Fletcher, has a history of making awful deals at the trade deadline. So my strategy for this year's trade deadline is that the Wild need to lose his phone for him. And not because the Wild are set, because they're clearly not set. It's just because he's so bad at it. 
that he could only do right. harm. Right. Well, that ain't good. It's, you know how some people are always losing their phones and then some people always just have, probably have their phone in like the clip on their belt still, even though it's 2018, they got the little belt clip and they just always know where the phone is. Sure. Apparently Chuck Fletcher is that latter kind of guy. He always knows where his phone is. We need to change that. He needs to be a guy who loses his phone (laughs) because that's the only thing that might save the future of the Minnesota Wild is if Chuck Fletcher can't trade away a prospect plus a high draft pick for a guy who's going to score one goal in 12 games for the Wild, do nothing in the playoffs, and then leave in the summer for free agency. Well, besides that, though, things seem to be going about what you'd ex- the same exact thing that they've been doing for the last 10 years with the Wild, right? They just... Yeah, they're 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 okay. They're not great. They're... There's like eight good teams in the league, and they're not one of them. But they're also not bad enough to be one of the truly awful teams in the league. That's cool. They haven't given up. They probably are going to make the playoffs. I think they're hovering right around 70% to make the playoffs now. Um, Former wild coach Mike Yo is down in St. Louis, and in true Mike Yo style, the Blues are collapsing. And so... Every time they collapse, it makes it a little more likely the Wild will make the playoffs because there's there's really about three good teams in the entire Western Conference, and then there's eight teams fighting for the remaining five playoff spots, and five of those teams will make the playoffs, and the way it looks right now, none of them will none of them will move any further. But the way the hockey playoffs seem to work is that once the playoffs start, then it's all sort of over. Yeah, everything starts over. It doesn't matter how good you were in the regular season. You're probably just going to end up winning a couple playoff series. It just it all depends on your goaltender come playoff time. Right. Well, so I mean, the Wild have good goaltending. You never know, but it it doesn't look good for their playoff hopes. They're they're probably going to end up in one of the wild card spots. They. Even if they do climb into the non wild card spot in the central division, they're still they're gonna have to play one of Vegas or Winnipeg or Nashville in the first round of the playoffs, and all of those teams are good teams and the wild aren't a good team, so someday uh in like fifteen years, the wild will probably be interesting to talk about, right. <laughs> Yeah, that that will be two years after Zach Breezy's contract is up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm I'm not really exaggerating by that much. You guys are laughing, but that's not a huge we, exaggeration. We, we're, yeah, we're, we're familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's as with as with any sport, it's really hard to rebuild. Uh, a team like this, unless you draft really well, and the Wild have not drafted really well, and even the guys that they have drafted really well, they traded them all to Vegas to, uh, for reasons that still pass beyond my understanding. So I assume that when the next expansion draft comes up in a couple of years, they'll trade all of the rest of their remaining good prospects away. So I, I, I don't know. They got a guy... 
they got a guy who played on the Olympic team. He's at Boston University right now that people are pretty excited about. He's about six foot six, so we'll see if he's any good. Uh, Jordan Greenway is his name. Oh, I've heard that. Um, so oh, hey, this, he was in the Olympic team. Yeah, that's right. He was on the Olympic team. He, he and his dad, Brian Giunta. <laughs> well, there you well go. it's special for them. So at at this point, it looks like Greenway is going to be the Wilds' main trade deadline pickup, if you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't think – I haven't actually looked, but I don't think BU is going to make the – make the NCAA hockey tournament, so that would make him available sort of in mid-March to join the Wild. Now we're talking about a guy who's has no NHL experience, so how much of a how much of a boost can he really provide? But if it's him or someone terrible, why not Jordan Greenway? Why not him? That's right. Why not? Good call. I had I had a whole bunch more actual hockey questions, puck questions. If Clarence, our resident, oh, I'm sorry, what are we calling him, Mister Mister Chicken Fingers? Chicken shows Fingers, up, yeah. But he didn't, he didn't actually make it tonight, so I can't ask him any of my hockey coaching questions. Sure, well, I'll table those. Maybe he'll come back someday. Yeah, um, we'll save him for next year when he's back. So I had a real quick last thing before we get out of here. Um, Stu, do you know if the Gopher hockey or Gopher basketball team is? Are the rumors true that they might win a game tonight? I believe they won against Iowa. My God, who also are in an absolute an absolute morass of a year. I believe they won by four points at William Arena um, to snap a nine game losing streak. Could you imagine actually voluntarily watching that game? <laughs> no, I can't. I all I'm watching any college basketball for right now is waiting for that story to drop. But apparently, half of the Division One teams are going to get whacked by the NCAA. Yes. Um, Wait, I thought FBI they were getting whacked the by the FBI. I thought yeah. the FBI was taking them down. Oh, it was like a fight. Yeah, it was like a FICA thing. It's like whatever they took it down, like. Um, uh, the crew in Goodfellas. Uh, they, it's basically those guys are taking I, down NCAA men's basketball. Yes, I'm I so think excited. You, you might be, you might be talking about Rico. FICA is your credit score. <laughs> uh, six of one, half dozen the other. Come John. on, John. Oh, what is wrong with you? We knew what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> you hang it all up and tell you right, like Glenn Fry told you to, and then it all kind of like flows from there. Yeah, right. So true. Yeah, I'm. So, I am amped. Stu, I cannot wait for this. <clears throat> Stu, if I mean, you could I, pick, if you could pick which college basketball programs, Duke, Duke. it's oh, clearly Duke. You didn't. You didn't Duke. let me finish so my question. Duke. It's Duke. My man. question was going to be, who would be second behind Duke? <laughs> but, um, behind Duke. God, Duke again. Could it be Duke again? <laughs> yeah, Duke's JV team. Next um, year's Duke team. The the best intramural let's Duke see, who are, team. <clears throat> let's see. I, honest God, after Duke would like maybe be like the Connecticut women, just to <laughs> take down Krzyzewski and Oriema in one fell swoop, just to keep you know like just you know this these weird like you know Zig Ziglar seven keys to success you know fail dads 
who like buy all, buy into all this bullshit that they preach, I think that would be an ideal way for them to get disabused of all those notions that they just cheat like everyone else, but they were better at hiding it until they weren't. I have to imagine there'd be a lot of people excited about Kentucky going down with Calipari. He seems like a guy that's who's made a few enemies. But I, I but he's obviously crooked. He's like Tarkanian. I mean, there's no. It's like oh, Calipari <laughs> was cheating. Oh, that's yeah. I know uh, he told us. There's no mystery about John cheating. Calipari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I totally yeah, agree with you. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of another person somewhat on Shashevsky's level of the. I just don't know if there is another guy right now. I, I have to imagine there's a bunch of people who uh, Calipari has fucked over that there would be oh, a yeah. lot of dancing in the streets if he goes down. I don't, I don't share that, but I have to think that he's if, – if you were going to take a poll of college basketball fans, he'd have to be number two, I would think, because Roy Williams is the big guy, but I don't know if there's anybody who like legitimately hates him. Bill Self is kind of the same thing. Patino's gone. Um, so I'm trying to think of other, like, you know, Arizona's been a really good program for a while, but that dude doesn't seem like he's made any enemies. Gonzaga, yeah. I don't even know yeah, what the I hell mean, that guy's name yeah. is. Uh, what's his face from Michigan State? Um, Izzo. He's already, Izzo's already taken a ton. He, okay, that whole uh, Larry Nasser thing has really yeah. uh, done some damage, deserved damage to Izzo's reputation, so I don't know that he's necessarily a big get anymore. I feel, for, I feel yeah. like I'd enjoy watching Tom Izzo go down in a scandal. Okay, that's That fair. seems like it would be a good thing. Just the uh, whole... He already should have. Yeah, he that's already should have. What about Wisconsin? I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed that nobody mentioned Wisconsin. I, I'd like Bo Ryan to go to prison. But he's not the coach anymore. No, but it's, I, I didn't generally say speaking. he was the coach. <laughs> I said I want Bo Ryan to go to prison. <laughs> Not because he's the current University of Wisconsin coach. <laughs> I'm changing the subject. I thought we were talking about who we want to I go mean, to prison. John. If, if Greg Gard can go John. to prison too, that's fine. But I, I know this goes against podcast policy, John, but I apologize and I concede the point. Bo Ryan should go to jail. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad that we could agree on this. Yes. And how do you feel about Barry Alvarez? Um, he should be in space jail. Space yep, jail. There we the go. The new secret outer space jail. Yes. The new international space station space the, jail. The the one from Superman too. The Phantom Zone. That's where he goes. That's that's right. Yeah. Uh but it's kind of an odd season in basketball. At least it was when I last checked in, but a lot of other teams that are kind of at the top of the heap this year are not known I mean, Villanova, I suppose, has always been pretty good, but Virginia and I think Auburn was top for a while so it's it's hard to like really yeah they were at least at some point so purdue was like top five purdue it's very odd i'm i'm pretty sure the only thing the only interesting thing auburn has done in college basketball since charles barkley was there was the time that barkley played against dirk Nowitzki when dirk was like 16 and after the game Barkley offered him like $200,000 to go to Auburn or something like that. <laughs> really? Just straight up went to him and tried to pay him off to go to Auburn, and he wouldn't do it. Oh, that's great. Uh, college hoops. Well, um, yeah, that's the only reason I'm paying attention. I'm with you, Stu. I don't really. But what? Uh, so the Gophers won tonight. 
they were at some point like 13 and two or something. And now I think they're like 14 and 19, uh, you know, estimates, but something like that. Uh, John, I think you're a little more tied into gopher hoops than Stu and I, which of course is saying oh, almost no. nothing. Uh, is is oh, man. Patino on any sort? Of, how warm is his seat right now? It's it's hard to say. Earlier this season, he was going to quit before the year end for a be- year went out for a better job, right. and we'd better lock him up to a long term extension. Now everybody wants him put in a dumpster and pushed out of a loading dock. So <laughs> yeah, it's, been, it's, it's hard. It's hard to say what's going on. I mean, is it fair for me to just chalk this season up as a uh, shrug emoji and come back next year and see what happens? I think it's fair to note that Richie Pitino has been. I I think if you look it up, I don't have the facts in front of me, but. Somehow he's been the coach at Minnesota for 11 years now or something like that. It's you, you think of him as just having showed up last year, but he's been the coach there for a long time. Well, and yeah. he's done nothing of note. He's he's made one NCAA tournament and promptly lost the one NCAA tournament game his team played. There's there's nobody involved with Gopher basketball right now that isn't there because Richard Pitino wanted him there. He has no excuses whatsoever, and his team's terrible. So, I don't know. I I mean, what do you want out of the guy? He's just going to keep failing until he gets a better job because his name's Pitino. Yeah, I think I'm also giving him too much credit because he's, like, 12 years old. And that's Except he's now, like, 12 years old. He's 49 now. <laughs> he was 12 years old when he got here, <laughs> right. but... Over the course of his three-decade tenure as Gopher basketball coach, he's he's become an old man. Yeah. No, I guess I forgot that he – yeah. I don't know. For some reason, though, I just feel – and I don't know why I'm giving him a pass. I don't like giving spoiled rich kids a pass. I love hating those guys. It's my bread and butter. It's my favorite thing in the world. But it just feels like such a random year with, with so many injuries. But I don't know if that's even fair. I just feel like even the best college basketball teams, well, you could probably take a few teams out, but for the most part, teams run like seven competent players deep, even the good ones. And so when you lose, what, three or four of them, that's it's over. Like there's, there's nothing you could possibly do. But I guess it doesn't necessarily excuse the other seasons. I just feel like, I guess it maybe I have a short memory. Just feels like one of those random weird years. God, I'm such a softy. You are. Can I get can I get something that really bothers me off my off my chest here? This is a random thing, but after our our, our wardrobe malfunction here on the podcast, audio malfunction uh-huh. and everything else, nobody's listening anyway. It really bothers me when we get to the Olympics and right now they're showing the gold medal game of the women's hockey tournament. And they're in the first intermission, and NBC goes to the break, and they got their little desk with analysts. And it's Jeremy Roenick and a guy whose name I've already forgotten, Keith Jones. I want to say Keith Jones. They're, they're, they're the analysts that usually do NHL games. This is like the first women's hockey game either one of them has probably ever watched, and they're sitting here opining on the game why don't they get people who actually watch women's hockey under this who gives a crap if jeremy roenick is on tv right now 
talking about the women's hockey game. It's nobody's watching this and like, well, I'm glad they've got someone knowledgeable like Jeremy Roenick in here to talk about these players that he's never seen before in his life. Get somebody who has some involvement with women's hockey. Get somebody who has played women's hockey. There's probably 25 former USA or former Canada players who would do an amazing job commentating on this. And instead, NBC trots trots out these retreads. It just bothers me. It really bothers me. All right, that's enough complaining about announcers. It's like complaining about the weather. I was talking about complaining about the weather earlier in this podcast Mm -hmm. and how it doesn't even matter and it's just a stupid thing to do. Complaining about the announcers that TV networks put on sporting events is just as stupid as complaining about the weather. Yet here I am. That was like a 25-minute rant. So we started out with the weather, and we're going to end with that announcer rant. We have completely transitioned into full-fledged old man podcasting. This is the least necessary podcast of all time. Well, I mean, if there's other old men around that want to listen to complaining, I mean, I feel like we're all of a sudden... I, even as uh, the resident young person, Poochie here started out by asking about the weather. So it's this transition into angry old man territory happened like immediately. It's fucking scary. I feel like now would be a good time for any dad life topics you have to bring up. Yeah, no, true. Um, Sure. I've got a question for Stuart. I'm here. So Stu, I've got a six year old and a three year old and I love them to death. And they're great, and I'm a very engaged father. Um, play with them all the time, whatever. Uh, but I have to say, if I'm being honest, I get home at night uh, from work at about 6, and they go to bed at 8.30. And the hours from 6 to 8.30 are basically (laughs) the most miserable two and a half hours (laughs) of my life. And that's including like the worst meeting at work. That's including traffic. That's including, I don't know, fighting with my wife, fighting with my family, whatever, all the other things. Those two and a half hours every single day, Monday through at least Thursday, are horrible and they're a nightmare and they are there's hardly anything good that comes from those two and a half hours so my question to you is they're six and three right now when is that not the case um (sighs) you got a couple more years yet okay all right i know you didn't want to hear that yeah, it's just the um, age, man. I mean, the three-year-old follows a six-year-old around. The six-year-old doesn't like it. And there's just, from those two and a half hours, it's basically just screaming about something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's what kids do. Yeah, uh, you got a couple more years yet. When they, get, when they finally develop interests that aren't taking up all of your time, that's when it changes. And um, it's just... You're you're not there yet. It'll get there. Yeah, they just like and demand it'll, it'll and and they demand all my oh, yeah. attention. You know, I have to go yep. and play with them. And if if I'm like, hey, just go play by yourselves, they're like, oh, okay. Well, we're just gonna go in the other room and throw mm-hmm. uh, sharp toys at each other. Yeah, I mean, think of it like uh, you know, Cl- uh, Clarence praises name when he would like just start 
add in you on Twitter in the middle of a work day. Yep. Just to oh just my to God. Get, just to grind your gears. Oh. Just to just to roast the shit out of you. Yep. It's yeah. It, it's like that. I mean, it will eventually end. They will lose interest. Yeah. They will find other things to do. But it's gonna. It's you've, you're not there yet. You're you're more than halfway through. Okay. I hope that helps. It does help. Yes. Thank you. You'll you'll get there. You you are gonna get there. It's just it's gonna be a while yet. Don't don't plan anything. Don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plan plan. That's a fool's errand right there. Yeah. Planning literally anything. When oh, you I thought kids. I thought you meant like don't buy any firearms <laughs> or any. <laughs> No. Other sort of weapon that you might be tempted to use. Don't Google a Molotov cocktail. Six to eight thirty. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Literally, don't plan anything. Don't plan a trip to the grocery store. Don't plan a day trip to Rochester. Don't ever, ever plan anything. That's just just stupid, and you're wrong for thinking it. But you're close. You're getting there. Okay. Okay. That makes me feel better. John, does that make you feel worse about your near future? Yes, it does. It very much does. It should. It absolutely should. Oh, man. My daughter's wonderful, and almost all the time she's great, except for, like, the hour before dinner time. Other parents tell me this is termed the witching hour, and that hour before dinner time is just like she is bound and determined to make our lives miserable during that hour. She's just going to cry for no reason. She's going to be inconsolable. She's going to be trying to get her attention by breaking things. It's just, it's unbelievable. Yeah, that's it's, the thing. Is this Quinn or Dave? <laughs> what? Why are, why? I, I know I shouldn't expect someone who literally can't speak English to follow logic, but. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, the witching hour. It's a thing and it's bad. Well, I guess so, I feel better anyway. that it's not just me, John. Do you feel better that it's not just you? I guess I feel... So what you're saying is, I guess I feel better that even though it seems terrible for me, John has a lot longer left to go before it's not terrible for him. Yep, yep. That's exactly That's what I'm saying. That's good. I mean, and in, conversely, I can feel good because I only have one child, whereas you have two. Yeah. Well, that's why when people have kids, they start telling all the, all the other people, oh, you got to have kids. You got to have them. Because they're secretly right. like, well, I'm kind of miserable and I'm sitting at home all the time. I don't want you to be out clubbing. You have a kid. <laughs> I, I, I legitimately remember before I had kids... You talked about how great your kids were. And then yes. as soon as my daughter was born, it was like a switch flipped. And you were like, no, kids are the worst. <laughs> yeah. Why would I ever say that? I know you have a recording of me saying that, but it's wrong. Oh, man. Don't have children. I can't believe you fell for that. Hook, land, and sinker. Oh, I totally fell for it. Yeah. I was like, well, Brandon, Brandon loves it. He says it's the greatest thing that ever happens. And I reminded you of that not too long after my daughter was born and I was struggling. And you were like... No, why would I say that? That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh boy! Well, it's a this pl- is, it's a place. This is the not future. the first time. Every so often, I take Brandon's advice really to heart, and it changes my life. And then later, I talk to Brandon about. It. He's like, "No, that's idiotic. Yeah. Why would you do that?" Yeah, the only like thing Ricky I've Bobby. ever cared about is having good pants. 
Everything else is, I don't know. (laughs) I do see that Darusha, um, our friend Jason, um, has kids that are a few years. So what I see him, he goes out and about a fair amount with his two boys. And I think they're like, I'm not even going to guess their ages, but they're, they're not six and three. Like they're older than that for sure. Um, and so he is sort of providing inspiration just as being a person with two boys that is able to leave the house and have them not, uh, wrestle each other three seconds after they leave. So, um, you know, I'm trying to stick with the, it gets better sort of thing with parenting. So. I, I guess we'll see. I always think about the time. I don't know if I saw it on Twitter or if I was there, but Stu had his daughter drive him to the bar. I think, you know, that's coming sometime in the future. True. When you got a designated driver in the house. Yeah, that's Sorry, very true. Piper was coming in to say goodnight. I got, I got distracted. Sorry about that. It's okay. It's okay. Yep. You're fine. So you were literally saying goodnight to your child as Brandon and I were complaining about ours. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Sorry. All right. Stu wins the dad award for tonight. It's very true. He I just do, totally crushed us. Well, um, okay. Well, I think that's all that I had to talk about. Any parting words of wisdom from either of you? Nope. I think I'm, I think I'm good. I've got no wisdom left. All right, we're John. Did this part of the podcast? Did this part of the podcast record for you, John? Are you still recording, John? Uh, well, God knows if I can save it. We're gonna we're about to find out. All right, let's press stop. Goodbye, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Love you. You got it. Go Vikings. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 